Well, I, I'm I'm sorry you're going through this. The um, I've got a, a friend that does uh, divorce counseling, and uh, she okay. she says that a divorce once the decision is made, and it sounds very clear that this decision is made, um, then it turns a a marriage into a business transaction. And so there's two pieces of business here that you need to consider. One is you would never leave someone in the home that you're on the mortgage unless it's you. Okay. So that would mean the house is either sold if she's staying in one of if she can't ref, it's either refinanced into her name or, or it's sold or it's refinanced into your name. Uh, the second okay. thing. I okay. So that's what we were kind of talking about leading into this video in the decisions our clients are making. So in this particular case, I, I took some notes here that just to make this clear. So the advice that Dave gives is the most logical advice, right? It makes the most financial sense to not have one party remaining on the mortgage. If one's keeping it, either refinance it, buy it out completely uh, or sell the house, not to remain on the mortgage. Um, and so what my notes here say is the issue becomes that if one spouse stays in the home and is unable to refinance the home, both parties remain on the mortgage. The issue this poses is that if the spouse were to default on the mortgage, both spouses would be impacted financially as far as their credit's concerned. Another issue that this could Im cause uh, impact onto the spouse who did not stay in the home is if they want to purchase another house, uh, they're going to show that loan on their uh, credit, and perhaps that will impact their ability to purchase the home, especially if in the divorce decree, the settlement agreement, it doesn't specifically state that the party staying in the home will be financially responsible 100%. That's the only way, generally speaking, when we're dealing with lenders that you're able to uh, say, I'm not responsible for that. But what we're talking about in this particular case is where the parties agree to keep the house. One party is going to stay in it with, for instance, the children and then sell at a later date. So what they're doing is they're both saying they're going to be financially responsible for the house, even though one spouse remaining in it. So they're not going to have a settlement agreement saying they're not responsible for that. So despite this being seemingly logical, what Dave had to say, we have many clients who decided to keep the house, keeping one spouse in the home, both staying on the mortgage. They're assigned to do this mostly because they're minor children. They may decide to keep this in fashion until the kids turn 18 and agree to sell at a later time. So that, that's basically what we're seeing is that they want to keep the kids in the home, do everything they possibly can. Not in all cases, but with many of our clients, they're trying to figure out, even if it doesn't make sense financially, how they can pull that off. Um, another decision couples are making currently is to hold the property jointly, like I'm saying, but not for reasons of the kids. Whether one lives there or not, or they rent it, and so why they're doing this is to hopefully allow time to pass for the home values to go back up so there are more proceeds to split. Whether this is because they recently bought the home, which we've had that happen uh, recently, you know, people bought at the top of the market and then it kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, they didn't put a whole lot down. Um, they would sell in this particular case, so different than we're talking about, they would sell, but the real estate commissions. Uh, would eat up all plus more. They'd have to come out of pocket um, to sell the house. So those are some of the, the the reasons that our clients are making decisions, some of the decisions they're up against when doing this.